Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's a great day God has given to us where we can gather and read his word and hear what he's saying to us. Please uh, take some time to watch some of the sermons that we have on, our di on different platforms on social media uh, so you can be blessed. It's a wonderful opportunity to hear what the Lord is saying to us. But today we are looking into the story of the army of the Lord winning a battle. We are looking in the book of 1 Kings chapter 20. We see the victory for God's people, where God's people say enough is enough, and they call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and God intervenes in the situation, and his army will always win. He is a God who is never defeated. Whatever you are going through in your life, it can be a situation of success, a situation of being low in your life, you feel like everything is not going anywhere, you are in a valley, the God that we serve will give you victory. Be blessed in today's sermons and see what God did for Israel. Today's sermon is based in the Bible in the first book of Kings, chapter 20. We shall read uh, just the first 12 verses, but the whole sermon is on almost the whole chapter. I will read, Now Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, mustered his entire army, accompanied by 32 kings with their horses and chariots. He went up and besieged Samaria and attacked it. He sent messengers into the city to Ahab, king of Israel, saying, This is what Ben-Hadad says, Your silver and gold are mine, and the best of your wives and children are mine. The king of Israel answered, Just as you say, my lord, the king, I and all I have are yours. Then the messengers came again and said, This is what Ben-Hadad says, I sent to demand your silver and gold, your wives and my children and your children. But about this time tomorrow, I'm going to send my officials to search your, your palaces and houses of your officials. They will seize everything you value and carry it, carry it away. The king of Israel summoned all the elders of the land and said to them, See how this man is looking for trouble? When he sent for my wives and children, my silver and my gold, I did not refuse. The elders and the people all answered, don't listen to him and agreed or agree to his demands. So he replied to Ben-Hadad's messengers, tell my lord the king, your servant will do all you demanded the first time, but uh, this demand I cannot meet. They left and took the, uh, the, other, the answer back to Ben-Hadad. Then Ben-Hadad sent another messenger to Ahab. May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severe. If, anyone, uh, every, if enough dust remains in Samaria to give each of my men a handful. The king of Israel answered, Tell him, one who puts on his armor should not boast like one who takes it off. I remember as a young boy, maybe the age of around between 10 and 15, we were young, but we experienced a spiritual warfare. We were young. Uh, there were a lot of evil powers that uh, were attacking young people around the time. 
I can attest to, to that it was happening to most young people because if we talk, we discuss such issues with my age mates, most of them, they say, those who are in church, they will say, we know, I remember very well, we experienced this. So I'll share my part. At night, around 12 a.m. or around 2 a.m., you would hear something falling on top of the roof uh, because our houses were corrugated, iron houses. You hear like a big stone stone on top, and you wake up. And all of a sudden, you feel like someone is walking inside the house, something's touching, and then you eventually, uh, your body will shake and actually freeze and feel your hair like it's moving. You will be scared of whatever is happening. As you sleep, you sometimes feel the blanket being pulled away from your body, from you. And it was a scary moment. It was just tormenting us at home. I remember we then made, a, we, we told our mom, because we were brought out in a, in a Christian family, told mom, mom, these things attack us. Our parents wouldn't experience this because they were old and matured. I don't know, and because they were Christians. I don't know why they didn't experience it. But we were tortured as young people. So our, mama, our mother gave us this uh, advice that every time this thing attacks, call the name of Jesus Christ and cast it out into a goal. And we did that, and it really worked. I remember as it proceeded, it continued, that I had a prayer. I was tired of this thing. It was tormenting us. You see, sleeping time was uh, the most time we were afraid of because you never knew what was going to happen that night. It was just a terrible moment. It would be good by day, but night, nights were, were, were terrible. So I was tired of this thing and said, no, I'm going to pray. And I just held my faith. I said, today nothing is going to happen in the name of Jesus Christ. And I, I said that over and over again. And I had enough confidence because I was tired. My, body, my life was saying, enough is enough. We can't be tormented by these things. I'm going to call the name of Jesus Christ and see what will happen. And to speak the truth, I had a peaceful night that night and the night thereafter and the following nights. God gave me victory. This story that we are learning, we are learning of a king, Ahab, actually Israel, that said, enough is enough. And let's see how God intervenes in such situations. This king, by the name of Ben-Hadad, he believed in his army. He believed that he could do anything with the army. He had a large army. So he thought he was going to fight Israel and uh, get whatever he wants. So I don't know why he wanted the gold, silver, and wives and kids. Even if, as if it was not enough what he had given him. Maybe he didn't trust that what he had collected was enough. There was maybe they were hiding some of the gold in their, in their uh, security areas or maybe safes or whatever. But he was going to send now other officials who were going to search their houses. There's nothing as annoying as someone coming just to search your house for your possession. And Israel said, no, we cannot do that. The, Israel, the, the elders and Israel said, no, this we cannot accept. It's enough. Enough is enough. 
I don't know what Israel uh, hoped in and wh where their faith was, but I believe it was in the Lord God. However, it's not recorded here. But I say they had faith in their God who had been with their forefathers from Israel, from the land of Egypt, fought battles, and he was still alive. God is ever living. They had faith in their God that he was going to fight for them. Now, this king had faith in his army and uh, the entourage and uh, the, the, the 32 kings. He, for sure, he had a vast army. And he said he was going to fight Israel. But Israel said, no, enough is enough. It's very important to take a stand in your life and say, no, I cannot do that. Because the devil will always come in your life and attack you, taking you to any direction. But you need to take a stand and say, no. Just like I said at the young age, no, I won't do it. I'm going to call the name of Jesus. This thing has to go. And God intervened. Now, God did something. He sent a prophet. Verse 13. Meanwhile, a prophet came to Ahab, king of Israel, and announced, this is what the Lord says. Do you see this vast army? Which was the army of Ben-Hadad. I will give it into your hands today, and they will know that I am the Lord. They will know that I am the Lord. Amazing. God sent a prophet. I must say, there are true prophets of God, and there are false prophets. So this one is a, a true prophet of God. But God even speaks to us today. He speaks to us through his word. As we read his word, he's speaking. This is the mind of God revealed through the word. Exactly this word reveals the mind of God. It is through the Holy Spirit that we can interpret and understand the word. Seriously, the word of God is very difficult and complicated for a man, mind to, to comprehend. You need assistance from the Holy Spirit who will interpret it for you. So you can understand what God is saying to you. And you apply it in your life because that's what is important. Hear the mind of God and apply it in your life. Correct those wrongdoings in your lives. But God also sends uh, prophets. It can be truly a prophet. But as I'm speaking, I'm speaking the word of God. God is speaking to you. He's correcting your ways so you align to his purpose. So he sent his people. So God will always send a solution to your life. He will send the, actually the, the, the word is the solution. Follow the word. But he wants you to take a step and say, no, I cannot allow this. God lives. And put your faith in God and he will give you victory. Like he did to Israel. He gave them victory over the enemy because they said, enough is enough. We're putting our faith in our God. This guy cannot just come all over and do whatever he wants. You don't have to allow the enemy to do anything in your life. Call on the name of Jesus Christ, which is the name which is above every name. Now, if we read the Bible, I just want to quote the army or the entrance that we have as the children of God. If you read the Bible in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 17, where Elijah said, he prayed actually, Elijah prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. 
Then the Lord opened the servant's eye and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire around Elijah. This servant was afraid to go and fight. But Elijah, as a person of faith, as a prophet of God, he had the faith that God on his side, he will win the battle. And he made this prayer. God, please open his eyes so he can see. And the word says he saw chariots and the armies around, the army of the Lord that was ready to fight for him. What a wonderful God we have. We are surrounded by the entrance. We are surrounded by angels. We are surrounded. The army of the Lord is watching over us. We just have to call on the name of God and stand the ground and say, no, we are not allowing this in our lives. God will be involved like he was involved. And we understand that when it's true, Ben-Hadad fought Israel and they fought on the mountains. And God gave victory to Israel. Israel won the battle. He won the battle. And now, this is what they say, the people, verse 23. Now, why is the officials of the king of Aram advise him? They are, God, they are gods and gods of the, is the gods of the hills. That is why they were strong. They're too strong for us. But if we fight them on the plains, surely we will be strong than they. You see, they are talking of gods. Israel is with God Almighty. They thought they had won the battle because God, their God, is the God of the army or of the mountains. Let me just quote some few verses where they talk, they, they maybe based their thinking. If you know how the book of Psalms is written, it's a collection of chants and praises and worship songs by the children of Israel that they will sing. Some of them, they tell about God's mightiness and how he deals with situations where he dwells and whatever, wherever and ever. Psalms 15 verse 1 says, "Who, Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent, who may live on your holy mountain? You know that it is in reference to God who may dwell on your holy mountains. Psalms 24 verse 3 says, Who may ascend to the mountain of the Lord? Or who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? David says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills where thou my help cometh, but it cometh from the Lord. So the understanding was that their God is the God of a mountain. But we will learn that that was not a mistake. You have the mountain. You see, when they believe that because he's, he's the God dwells in the mountain, he has given them victory. Our victory is not dependent on the position or the, condi the conditions of where we are. God gives us victory over everything that we are fighting. As long as we are on his side, his side will always win. A mountain in your life can be a position of goodness, a position of success, a position of, 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 of well-being where things are okay and you are feeling happy. You enjoy what God has provided for you. You see, some people say people will praise God 
people will, will, will win whatever the enemy is fighting for there, if it's, uh, fighting them, or whatever attack they will win because they are successful or because God has blessed them or because of whatever. But our God is not only the God of the mountains, but is the God in the valley. We can learn also uh, about what happened later. They then went to fight in the valley and Israel won. The, verse 28, the men of God came up and they told the king of Israel. This is what the Lord says. Because the Aramite men think the Lord is a God of the hills and not a God of the valley, I will deliver this vast army in your hands and you will know that I am the Lord. God is concerned about his goodness, his name. They will know that I am am the God. Whatever attack you face, they will know that you serve a living God who will give you victory in times of success and also in the times of failure or times of disappointment. Because a valley is a time where things are actually not good. It's a time of sadness where things are not taking shape. We can say it's a metaphor that, for that. That you are going through a valley in your life. Time you lost your loved ones, you lost your job, you lost your valuables, you are sick, whatever. Your life is down, your spirit is low, you don't have the courage. And the devil will attack you there. Just like this army attacked Israel in the valley. They thought they would now win because their God is not there. But thanks to the God that we serve, the God is the, on the mountain is the same God on the valley. No situation is too big for God. He will give you power and strength to win even in times where people may think you are supposed to fail. When you are sick, he will give you victory. When you are, uh, people take advantage of you because some situations put you in a situation where you are so disadvantaged. But if you put your faith in God and say, no, God, I'm calling you, I'm inviting you into this situation, God will bring a word of encouragement. It will be through the word of God and it will also be through his spirit and also through his, uh, through his prophets. Now, a value also is where you cannot see where we are going. You don't even know what is happening. Everything is just level. You don't know what you are going through, what is going to happen. You may be going through times in your life where we don't even know what you're going to eat tomorrow, how your life is going to be in the next five years, how things are going to shape, and the enemy is attacking. His tail is saying, this is the opportunity. Now, because he's in need, I will win. But I'm so happy to know and to give you courage today that we serve a living God who will give you victory. Whatever situation you go through. But you have to take a step. A stand, I'm sorry. You have to take a stand and say no. It cannot be a stand that you will say physically because maybe sometimes it can be rude but it can be a stand of faith that God, I'm standing on your word. 
this cannot happen to me. I'm calling you, Lord. Just like, like I called the name of the Lord. In the physical, there was nothing you could see. But in the spiritual realm, I invited the great army of the Lord. Whatever you are going through, may the Lord open your eyes and see the army of the Lord on your side. Call on the name of the Lord. Because the mistake is you try, we try to fight our battles on our own, with our own understanding. We try to analyze, seek some advice, to seek some works of advice, read books, Google, whatever, and forget to invite God into the situation. Just take a stand and say, God, take over this thing and work on it. He will definitely solve the problem. Call on God in whatever situation you are going through. Take a stand. One of the things you can involve God is through prayer. Yes, you can just say it through your word. Because prayer, uh, I must say, prayer, yes, is kneeling down and crying to God, expressing all your feelings. That's prayer too. But prayer can also be, God, this is enough. Please fight for me. I'm letting it unto you. But as long as you do it through faith. Faith is the essence of everything. Invite God and he will fight your battles and win them. In the valley and even in the time of success. Because people will always claim you are successful or God wins your battle because you are successful. Take courage in the word of God. That's where God speaks. Read the word and speak to God. And hear what he says. Don't just read and I've read chapter maybe chapter 30 or chapter 20, and then you, you go and sleep or whatever you're rushing to. But meditate on the word and hear what God is saying to you through this word. Another thing that's important, God still sends prophets. Unfortunately, we're in a time where everybody wants to be called a prophet. Some, there are false prophets. There are so many false prophets. But it's not the first time there are false prophets because there are many false prophets. The Bible actually even tells us how to see if someone is a true prophet of God or if he's not. False prophet, the Bible in, in the book of Deuteronomy speaks that a false prophet is someone who, any, uh, let me just say it like this, any prophet who will say something and claim that it is the word of God and it does not come to pass, that is a false prophet. It's in the Bible. But a prophet brings a word of, a word of encouragement, a word that gives you hope, a word that uh, ensures that God is involved. I remember at some point in time in my life, I was in a valley. I felt like I'm losing everything. Things were go not going as I wanted. Life was bad. I remember I just went, I was meeting someone who was a pastor, but he was not a prophet. And then I found this man who is a prophet. Actually, he spoke life to me, words of encouragement. And all those things are manif manifesting in my life. I had manifested actually quite a number of them without actually me forcing means for it to fulfill. That's very important because prophecy, you don't have to take a step and try to force that. I want what the man of God said to come to pass. God just does his word. He does not need you to assist him. Just keep your faith in him and let him guide you. He will do it. If he said he's going to do it, he will bring it 
to pass. He can speak through a prophet as long as you know a true prophet of God. And a true prophet of God will speak what will happen and also he will speak what, what aligns to the word of God because the word of God is the mind of God. Also, God speaks to us through his spirit. As you read the word, understanding his spirit, listening to what he says, you get the mind of God. Also, he can send people to speak to you like I'm preaching to you. God is still speaking to you in your life. God is saying to you, this is what I'm saying, and this is your situations that you face. And because I know maybe you've been praying, God is saying, this is how I'm going to solve the problem. You need to take a step of faith. God is on your side. He's going to win that battle. He's going to win whatever you're fighting. God is on our side. It's an encouragement to you today. That whatever you're going through in life, please don't be afraid. Please don't rush to other gods. Please don't just uh, give up and surrender. Call on God. God, this is the situation. I need you to fight for me. I need you to give me strength. And he will fight for you. Don't allow the enemy to do everything. If we look to the story of Job, the enemy first took his possession. And then he took his life. Uh, sorry, not his life, his health. But he held on to his faith in God. The enemy will attack, but invite God and call on his name. He will give you victory in your life. We have a mighty God on our side who fights for us, who wins battles that we cannot avoid. He does not actually believe, he does not uh, uh, rely on numbers, but it is his power. And God will give you victory. As we close today, I want us to pray. Can't you invite God in your situation that you are going through? Can't you invite him that, God, I'm having this problem. Please help me out of this. We have a God that will solve that problem. The God that we worship is the God that will win that battle. Whatever the situation, you might be in the lowest point in your life, he will give you victory. It can be the most uh, successful point in your life. He will give you victory as long as you put your faith in him. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm praying for my listener and the viewer. There are things that are going through in his life, regretting of whatever the enemy is attacking, and he feels alone. I pray, God, that you give him strength and faith in you. Give him the courage to say, no, enough is enough. I'm putting my faith in God. God, fight this better for me. And God, I know you will win the battle. Whatever the person is going through, may he put his faith on you. And I'm sure, God, you give him victory. We ask all this, Father, believing in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, we have come to the end of the sermon today. And we've heard God speaking to us. He has spoken to us in different ways. Our life has been changed. And he has given us a way of doing things in our lives. It's a wonderful time that God has spoken. Well, we have come to the end of the sermon today. I believe God has ministered to you through his word and your life has been changed. 
please take some time and listen to the sermons that we have on YouTube, on different platforms, podcasts, and even on TV. And I believe your life will be a change. We believe that it is the Word of God that will make us grow in Him until we reach maturity. God willing, let's meet next time. And it will always be about His Word. God bless you and goodbye.